What's up, everyone? Welcome to another episode of For the Love of Cinema, where our motto is, we just hope it doesn't suck. This is episode 302, broken up into two parts, A and B. 302A, posting on 1025, will be a discussion on Halloween ends. And 302B, posting on 1028, will be a discussion on yet another Netflix original, The Luckiest Girl Alive, with Mila Kunis and Connie Britton. Fun family film. Fun, very fun family film. I'm one of your hosts, Grayson. Seasons don't fear the Reaper, Maxwell. Joining me as does every week is my co-host, Roger. I would absolutely live in a sewer still, Ian. <laughs> and our lovely permanent guest, Chris, I would absolutely ride a motorcycle like a champ, Bon. <laughs> this is true. These are true things. Are they? I would never ride a motorcycle. <laughs> I used to ride a motorcycle. Did you really? Like, like no, actual no, 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 I didn't. I didn't. No, oh, was liar. That's, that's a liar. So I don't believe that for one minute. Me and my brother did ride uh, dirt bikes for a long time, though. There you go. Fair enough. Um, I'm sorry for the echoey sound on my end. I'm in a kitchen in Airbnb in Los Angeles, actually Seal Beach. I've been enjoying Ooh, the weekend. Fancy out man out in the city of angels. I did. It's I've it's been a great week. Um, I'm hanging out with some people, seeing some old friends. Um, I am. I went to we went to Universal, uh, and that's been a blast. <laughs> I went to Universal. I got to see all kinds of. Uh, I got to go to the, like, the back lot tour, which for me was awesome. I got to see like hundred years of Universal. It's just it's. Really cool. There were some really cool rides. I got to go to Harry Potter World Hogsmeade. I did not buy a wand, though. Why? I regret it. Because it, it just was sat in my house. Like it did, they're not good for anything. You're right. All those like, useless collectibles you have. That's true. <laughs> then sit there and do nothing anyway. But you're like, I know. That's no, why no, I no, thought no. of it. But no I, wanted to get a, I wanted to get a Death Eater wand. But I don't know. I didn't. I, I, I regret not getting it. For what it's worth, I regret not getting a wand. You think you would be a Death Eater? I mean, no. I just like their wand. Hmm. I'm a fucking Hufflepuff, all right? No one's more yeah, in, inconsequential than actually. Awful, awful, awful house. Like, they, they mean the, the least amount to the story, Hufflepuff. Like, mm. come on. Do you, do you guys ever do your Pottermore? What, what are your houses? I have never done this nerd shit that you are talking about right oh. now. Whoa. Whoa, what are you? Whoa, you know what I am. You're a Slytherin, of course. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I knew it. Um, no, Hogsmeade, I got to walk all around um, the castle in Hogsmeade. It's awesome, man. Like, the amount of money and detail they put into that is just super awesome. But, uh, yeah, I've been really enjoying my time in the city of, of Angles. What have you guys been up to this week? What's going on? Uh, I had a housewarming party this past weekend, so that go. was nice. Christopher stopped by for a few, watched some hockey. Christopher did. It was nice. So, had a handful of people went out of my house. So, I have uh, today... I put out more garbage for my curbside garbage pickup than I have since I moved in combined. I think <laughs> it's just so ridiculous. But yeah, your uh, your family was 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 pretty cool. Your friends are weird, and uh, yeah, no, I, that's true. Everything was fine until until I want to say your mother and sister started talking about putting condoms on things, and I was done. Oh, I yeah, was like, hey, all right, guys, yeah, it's, it's been real, it's been fun. Time, time to go. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was I was out of there at that point. Glad I glad I wasn't in the room for that. I, I know, was, right? It was weird. It was like he left, fun. and then they started talking about the weird shit. Yeah, yeah, whatever. My uh, my oldest daughter had two of her teeth pulled at the age of Ooh. seven, so it's Poor been a kiddo. it's been a busy week for me in my, my life. My kid had a couple of teeth pulled, um, not quite or not far from that age, actually. So yeah, it was an unpleasant experience. Yeah, we still got all. Yeah, we still got to go back one more time. Like I, uh, we were the only ones in the dentist's office. They 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 made us a like kind of like a, a late exception appointment, so it was just my family in there and like. My four-year-old had worked on first, and I like I was in the hallway with the four-year-old, and they started pulling, like getting ready to pull her teeth. Mm. And this is after she has that laughing gas and other stuff. 
And the way she screamed, I started to walk back in, and my wife was like, "Go outside." Oh no, <laughs> I couldn't. I couldn't be in there because devastating, man. It's just Damn. one of those things where, like, I well, get. I mean, the- they weren't like. I mean. They weren't doing it to cause her pit. I mean, they're doing because they have to. It's not no, like they're... that's while that's true. I have a very weird parental instinct to cause pain to people causing my children pain. That's I don't know why that happens to me, but it's been a thing. So I mean, it's a very yeah. natural. I mean, thing, it's I mean. not a weird thing. But then I also don't imagine the dentist is there with this. Like, we're just going to rip them out anyway. No, no, <laughs> it, it, don't worry. As, as I'm I sure he out, was just as upset by by hurting yeah. her as you were. Oh, so. I mean, maybe not quite as much, but well, I'm, I'm, I'm sure it wasn't great for them either. I don't know. He's a pro, you know, I assume a dentist is a pro. So like yeah. they, the last thing they want to do is hurt somebody. They put out some kids. They put out some big ass teeth though. <laughs> Isn't it weird how big yeah. teeth really are? They, yeah. they go so deep, like in your head, like the roots go deep and it's, yeah. it's also like, but that teeth pain is also the fucking worst pain. Teeth and like ear pain. I just, I can't, I was... Listening to the story of your daughter's teeth getting pulled, like I was remembering the pain that like I had when I had like remember like when you were young, like your teeth were falling, like and like it was just like dangling in your mouth, held on yep. by like a yeah. couple of nerves. It's like God, it just that feeling is so unsettling. I can't. So I've been I told just, by, by I've been told by my dentist that I have beautiful teeth. So I mean, I don't I don't know all these things that other people. Yeah, have gone but I mean, you still teeth. lost teeth. You still lost your childhood true, teeth. True. true. <laughs> You'd be like, no, no, my teeth were so fucking awesome. I was born with adult teeth in my mouth. <laughs> that, that or the converse. I have a mouthful of just baby teeth. Just little super tiny subtly. chiclet teeth. <laughs> Chris, oh boy, oh, Chris, tiny teeth bond. That's what <laughs> indeed, indeed. So, what, what else is going on, guys? Child's teeth. Anything else going on this week, gentlemen? It's almost Halloween, man. It um, is. My so kids we're are cruising. Right? We're cruising through October, man. We're almost at the yeah. end of it. My kids are at a trunk or treat right now. So yeah, they're just walking around. One side up, one's a Pokemon trainer. They're having a great time. Good, good, good. Kid, take their mind off the teeth being pulled, ripped out of their yeah. head. The, the bones being ripped Get out. Get her stuff full of candy. <laughs> Talk about having her teeth. Oh yeah, she she's super depressed. She's not allowed to have any of her candy. She just she has to collect it and stare at it. Oh it's, man, uh, yeah, she's, she's just not having a great this time. This is what I imagine prison is like. <laughs> Yes, indeed. All right, gentlemen, we have a show to do. <sighs> As a reminder, next week uh, when I'm back in office, uh, back in the studio, we're going to do 300. Um, I've got a few things planned, a couple of you know giveaways for codes and stuff. We're talking but, about the movie 300. Yes, yeah, we're not, but oh, um, damn, we're going to dedicate some time in the episode to just you know talk about what we've been doing for the past, at least Roger and I for the past five years, just you know our experience on the show and wow, things, movies we've enjoyed talking. Well, Chris, you haven't been on nearly as long as we have, but. Okay. But we're talking about movies. It's just I think part of the discussion is going to be how your movie viewing tastes, especially you two, because I've always watched a shitload of movies, uh, how your movie viewing tastes have changed since you've been on the show and like for the better, for the worse, and you know, stuff that you can now see coming a mile away because you've seen so many films, stuff like True. that. I just yeah, it just should be a fun right. episode. But this episode is 302 of For the Love of Cinema, a podcast about movies, film, and cinema. It was posted each and every Tuesday and Friday at 5 a.m. on Podbean, which then distributes to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Amazon Music. Each and every week we start with the box office curtain up community says, what's streaming, trailers, and movies of the week? Without further ado, let's jump into the box office where we're going to have a kind of a surprise today. Number one, of course, Black Adam. No one would dispute that. $67 million domestic. Bringing in 140 worldwide. Number two, Ticket to Paradise, 16.3 million. However, 96 million worldwide after one week. 
I want to know where all that opened because that really is a big number for a. That's a huge. Well, that's. I mean, is that George Clooney and Julia Roberts? Is that the power that they, is that what they bring to the table, or is I, that just it's a good movie and people are talking about it? I'm willing to bet that if it is influenced by the actors, that it's got to be Julia Roberts like overseas. No, it's George Clooney. Yeah, it's definitely yeah. Clooney's. I mean, no Clooney's Clooney, a bigger actor than. Yeah, way. I mean, I, I, I'm not disputing that, but I'm thinking about the overseas market and just the way that, like, the, like the ripples that happen over there, like that are so so different than like on our side of things. I'm willing to bet against George Clooney on this one if that's what we're gonna like accredit like the big box yeah. office. I can certainly see an argument for both. Um, I personally think you're wrong. I think it's Clooney that's pulling in the money, but I mean, look, Julia Roberts is also one of the biggest names in the in the industry anyway so yeah it, i mean it, sure it could be it's just, you know flip a coin whichever way it goes uh but I mean, i'm gonna watch that this be able week. To, would have proven either way so that's true number three smile still doing all right for itself 8.4 million bringing in a worldwide a very impressive 166 million that's very impressive for smile number four halloween ends eight million dollars domestic bringing a worldwide of 82 now let's put that in perspective. Ticket to Paradise has done better globally than Halloween Kill or Halloween Ends. Yes. Hold on. What was the, what was Smiles worldwide take? One sixty six. So its budget was only seventeen million dollars. Halloween. I don't know what Halloween Ends budget was. However, Halloween twenty eighteen was ten million. Halloween Kills is twenty million. So I'm guessing this is somewhere between twenty and thirty. Well, give me a so, second. Off. Well, uh, I'm how- ready by the time we talk about it. Howland's end's budget was $33 million. Okay, so comparatively, it's done a lot worse than Ticket to Paradise. Comparatively. Yes. And Smile. Yes. But, yeah, but um, so, I mean, I mean, Smile, I think, is an outlier there compared to, like, the rest of the horror genre. Because usually these things don't make a ton of money. Usually. I know there's exceptions to this. But, like, well, what, what, I mean, Halloween was, lands in that. Well, but, I mean, Smile's is kind of creative and it's kind of clever. So I agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I mean. I, I think it's an outlier in this sense. And then, like, Halloween's only had one extra week on on uh, like the movie like ticket to paradise right so it has a whole week of box office well week and a half instead of the one correct weekend, correct right? so i mean you know, ticket to paradise is definitely doing better than halloween ends it, it is it is but also it's it falls in that horror genre and also we we know we know for a fact that halloween ends has the peacock market that's digging into its own sales that's so true honestly, that is i, th- I think I, the I number's think not terrible for it no it's not like, given it is available yeah, yeah. Um, given it is available on streaming, although Peacock does not have a strong sh- subscriber base yet. So maybe it's not as big a number as we think, but it is. You're right. Some people are definitely going to watch that on streaming. And some people are going to have like nine friends over with pizza watching it too on streaming. <laughs> so there's that. Um, Lyle Lyle Crocodile, number five, 4.2 million, bringing in a very disappointing 37 million. Although after th- I've been thinking about that movie all week, Roger, what we talked about is uh, I think we were maybe too generous on the number Maybe. we gave it. I just, the more I think about that movie, the, the, the less I think, like the less I think about it. So I don't, I don't know, but uh, I mean, it time, wasn't very good in the long just, run, but it wasn't, it was a throwaway. It felt weird something. beating up a children's movie, but I mean, we've done it before and I'll probably do it again. Uh, just for thing. Peacock has about 14 million paid subscribers. So that's not terrible. I mean, given what Disney, a year and a half ago, hit a hundred million, and Netflix has got to be twice that. Oh, Netflix probably has God. Oh, talk about Netflix real quick. You see, there's some, uh, the password sharing thing changes soon. I didn't. Did you get any details on that? I didn't see. Any I details. did not. But uh, after the first of the year, they'll start charging people more money if they uh, if their stuff is shared. 
Which that I don't sucks. know how they even track that shit. That sucks. I have though, my because... Netflix on so many devices. <laughs> yeah, so do I. But like I'm – well, so I have my Netflix on my – of course, my computer, my phone, my Apple TV at home, yep. and my Apple TV my parents. But like three out of four of those are me. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like my eyes are watching what I pay for, so yep. I don't know how they're. That's I don't think that that's. I think that ultimately that's going to backfire for them quite a bit. Well, I mean, I think I think about it with my thing for a second. You know, it's on it's on my iPad, on my iPhone, on multiple smart TVs that I have, on a smart TV that I have in our podcast studio. It's logged in there just in case we need to to watch anything. So, like, does that count? As they're they're going to count it against you, but I don't I'm know in how a different location. It. You know what I mean? But it's strictly my television. It wouldn't be a bad thing if, like, they charged you an additional dollar a month for a, for for multiple logins. But like, it, if it's like, oh no, we're charging nine ninety nine a month for any additional login, that's a problem. <laughs> that's a fucking problem. So we'll see what that comes to. But just for reference, also, Top Gun Maverick, <laughs> which. Roger, you'll be proud of me. On the plane out here, so my first my my flight from Pitt to Detroit was like forty one minutes, like easy peasy. And then I had a two and a half hour, three hour layover, and then the, the flight from Detroit to LAX was like five hours and four minutes. Gross. So I, I watched Top Gun Maverick. Good on the plane. Which three times? Way, Did you watch it three times? Because that would have been <laughs> the most fucking baller move. I didn't. <laughs> However, I was. You know me. I'm an emotional person. I love this movie. I think the ending of the movie is amazing. Uh, it's a great callback to the original movie, and I was like wiping my eye. You know, like I was just like <laughs> you were crying on an airplane with a top gun. Oh then, my god! You know, the, the guy, I was in the aisle seat, uh, and so the guy to my left and then back one. He tapped on my shoulder. He goes, "Bro, me too. Don't worry." Oh me my too. god! Ew. I know, disgusting. One point four eight billion. So it's mm-hmm. almost to the. I mean, it's creeping up there. It's so this week alone, it did an, an additional. This week alone, it did an additional two hundred sixty thousand. So that's not bad for its. 35th week or whatever. <laughs> eight, eight, week 842 <laughs> at the box office. It's going to make it a year in fucking theaters. How funny would that be? And Lyle, so that made 260000 in like week 27 or 28. Lyle, Lyle Crocodile made 4.2 in week 3. So just a you know, little comparison's sake. Yes. Um, so I'm glad that's still doing well. And I also, Roger, and I, God, I love this movie, is another Tom Cruise classic, um, Edge of Tomorrow. Hey. And that movie is so good. Edge of Tomorrow is one of my favorite movies. God, that movie is so good. I'm very excited for the sequel. I'm very excited for that one. Uh, yeah, but that was that was that was the Tom Cruise hour on that on that flight for me. I also Thank watched you. again. I also watched for the second time in two days Halloween Kills just to really kind of sink my teeth into that one again. You just have it fresh in your mind. Yeah, I wanted to give. I mean, I watched the third one. I mean, I'm so disappointed in these movies. It's it's really unbelievable how disappointed I am, but. Actually, I'll, I'll tell you about it, but I tweeted something, and then the person I saw the movie with was like, you should probably delete that tweet. It was very bad. Shit. <laughs> um, no, it was, it, was, it was pretty hateful towards David Gordon Green, but I mean, I'll, wow. tell, I'll, talk, I'll talk to you about it. I, don't, I mean, it was only up for like five minutes. There's no possible way anyone cares about my tweet. So, it's, I mean, it was out there for like five minutes, but we'll talk about that as we get into it. But... So there's the box office. Uh, I'm just happy that <laughs> Top Gun's still making just short, just shy of three hundred thousand dollars, which that makes me so happy. That really does. Mm-hmm. All right, let's look at the current upcoming releases. So here things have changed a little bit, and it's to me it's it's kind of interesting change up. So let's let's look at what did I what did I do with that? Hmm. Oh, here we go. Please sketch. Okay, so this past weekend, Black Adam and IMAX and theatrical and Ticket to Paradise, both strictly theatrical. 
And then, so this next week, October 28th, brings us Pray for the Devil until goes wide. Uh, also, an important movie I think we should probably cover is All Quiet on the Western Front, the Netflix remake of the of the old um, Douglas movie. So I'm That's actually ballsy. kind of all, yeah, I'm all about that. No, no, that wasn't, that was Paths of Glory. That wasn't Douglas, that, that, that was, um, that wasn't Kurt Douglas. That was, sorry, it's a Netflix remake of All Quiet on the Western Front, but that's a that's a very historically important movie. I don't know why I thought Paths of Glory with, with Douglas, but um, I'm very interested. So we may check that one out on one of those weeks as well. But November 4th, Armageddon Time and The Estate. Uh, November 11th, The Black Panther, Wakanda Forever, by the way, which is tracking to do 150 million domestic opening weekend. Like that's just domestic. Do you guys think it's it'll hit number, it? Man. I mean – so Black Adam only did 67 domestic. And listen, it, obviously Black Panther 2 is going to be a much bigger movie than that. But 150 is a lot. <laughs> that Especially is a lot. But a lot. That, is a, that is a hell of a lot. But I mean, we'll see when it, I mean, look. What the last Spider-Man open to? Was it like 100 and something? I don't quite remember that. But one of you guys can check that if you don't. If you don't mind, I got, um, I got it. November eighteenth, she said. I mean, it did two hundred and sixty, so maybe that's fine. Okay, yeah, that sounds about right. Goddamn, Spider Man did two. Fuck, Jesus Christ! <laughs> wait, wait, what, wait, what did it do? Tell me. It did two, like opening weekend. Okay, so on the breakdown, it has the date on Friday, December seventeenth of last year. Spider-Man No Way Home did $122 million on that day. God. <laughs> That's right? That's pretty And it did 74 and 65 the next two days. Like, Jesus. But it's a good movie, though. It's it's also very good with an interesting... Where they brought back all the Spider-Man. Like, there's, there's some shticks in there. But, I mean, it's also a very good movie, too. That's the thing. It's like, you can't underestimate... The, the, the positive power and the negative power of good movies and bad movies. Right. No, I, absolutely. I, Spider-Man know. No Way Home is a great movie. I yeah. enjoyed it very much. Uh, November just, 20th. Just look at those numbers in daily succession, though. Just like, holy shit. Like it's, it's something. But November 23rd, Bones and All, Devotion, The Fablemans, Glass Onions, A Knives Out Mystery, and Strange World all open theatrically. Big time. So it's going to be a big week. Uh, and then December starts off strong with <laughs> Violent Night. Very yes. About that. Yes. Oh, I, I missed one. I'm sorry. November 24th, which is Thanksgiving Day, Disenchanted on Disney Plus also debuts. So that's kind of a big deal for Disney Plus. I, I, I don't think it's quite so wah, 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 as um as Hocus Pocus two was, but we'll see. Time will tell on that one. Mm-hmm. Time will definitely tell. Uh, let's take a look at what streaming this week. We're taking a look at Amazon, and I picked The Northman by Robert Eggers. Uh, Alexander Skarsgård, Nicole Kidman, Ethan Hawke, Anya Taylor-Joy, Willem Dafoe. That came out earlier this year. Uh, fairly straightforward, very gritty, violent movie, but it, it works. There's a lot of aspects of that movie that work, and it culminates with two men fighting over a lava flow naked. Fighting nude in a volcano as the Lord God intended. I mean, you can't really – that's awesome. You can't really go wrong with that. That is a lot of fun. What more could you ask for? Exactly. exactly. But that's actually a very good it's – an, it's an interesting look at that time period too of how I think real things may have been. Uh, Nicole Kidman plays someone that I, I, I don't I – don't, I'm not sure I would have been able to like 
peg her doing. But Nicole Kidman's great, and she can do anything. Sure. Um, so that, that's an interesting movie. If you haven't seen it, if you didn't catch it when it was in theaters, it was kind of a niche release. It's on Amazon. So if you have that one, check it out. And Roger, I understand yours, a little movie called The Wolf of Wall Street by director Martin Scorsese, Leo DiCaprio, uh, Jonah Hill, Rob, Margot Robbie, Matthew McConaughey, Kyle Chandler, John Bernthal, John Favreau, 2013. Roger, tell us a little bit about it. So Wolf of Wall Street uh, is a uh, fictionalized autobiography of Jordan Belfort. Uh, and I say fictionalized because he says it's way worse than what it actually was. Yeah. So good for him. Uh, I think Wolf of Wall Street's an incredibly hilarious movie. Um, it's funny. Um, it deals with like these guys that just start scamming people out of millions and millions of dollars and build a not scamming. Sorry, that's wrong. They sell stocks to suckers, I guess. Yes. To, yeah. to the tune of millions and billions of dollars. They start their own. Uh, firm Stratton Oakmont and that just everything kind of crumbles down by the feds and this dude Jordan Belfort Leo uh, Leo DiCaprio's character is just so damn defiant <laughs> it's incredible so that was very popular when it came out a lot of people really loved that that was up for best picture up for all kinds of awards you kidding me I just watched this like three weeks ago from start <laughs> to finish and it, trust me still holds up <laughs> An- another movie that I always like too the big short about that kind of the same sure uh, subject matter, another great Similar movie. Subject, yep. Yeah, very good, very good movie. In a stellar cast. And Chris, you chose uh, an oldie but a goodie: the Blair Witch Project uh, by directors Daniel Mirk and Edward Sanchez. Sorry, Eduardo Sanchez, Heather Donahue, Michael C. Williams, and Josh Leonard, nineteen ninety nine. Tell us a little bit about it. I mean, in the spirit of the month we're in, I think this is this is a good choice because this is still an older horror flick that really does uh, like still stand true today. It's still creepy and eerie, even when you've seen it, you know, plenty of times. If you keep on going back to it, my brother he loved he loves having his nine year old daughter watch this movie at Halloween time. <laughs> it's, like, it's like his favorite thing to do every year with her. Well, this this movie pioneered like that entire genre of yeah, yeah, the, 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 yeah, the whole found footage, footage thing. Yeah. Yep, yep, and it just it has some to this day some some creepy ass visuals. It 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 gets your heart racing. It's and it's just an overall eerie movie, and it's just it's perfect time of year to you know go back and watch this if you a haven't seen it or if you watched it a long time ago and wonder if it's still a good movie. It still holds up. Interesting. Well, it's interesting because I know a lot of people. I remember the time I was in middle school, and I I remember I mean the the, the debate of like how effective the found footage kind of way of storytelling is. Not that I mean the in depth conversation wouldn't have been in depth middle school kids, but. Um, a few years, well, years later, when um, in 2009, so it would have been about 10 years later when the franchise was kind of, or sorry, the genre was kind of reinvented with um, paranormal activity. Mm-hmm. I remember people, people talking because Roger, you and I worked at uh, Marquee when that was, yes. and like that was a very busy movie for a ton of weeks. Like it's just all the time selling out and just people everywhere. Like it's like it was a it was a cornerstone movie for that year, and people always talk, oh they. That's real footage. Like, oh my god, you there are really people out there that think this isn't produced and actors doing their yep. thing. So, uh, talk about paranormal activity for just a second. When paranormal activity two came out the following year, uh, what was the yeah, it was the next year. Um, they had it all hyped up. Had like what the movie theater me and Grayson used to work at. Like, they got in touch with like a local DJ and he got like all these people to come up. Like, we had like seven sold out theaters for paranormal activity. <laughs> 
at a midnight show was incredible. Jesus. Well, so here's the thing. I wasn't the closer. I was just there because I was the opener on Friday. So I can't really be there until like two in the morning to be back there first thing in the morning. So I was leaving at like, uh, I left like 1230, which is as the movie started, basically. Yeah. Like 10 minutes in the movie, like there's this first like really scary moment of that movie. Mm-hmm. And you could hear like screaming through like every hallway at the same time because they're all playing at the same <laughs> it was just hilarious like i'll never forget that walking through the hallway people like ah! it's like holy shit <laughs> just, just just for a little so just for so it actually i don't think it came out until 2009 theatrically but it came out somewhere in 2007 which made it that's the release so get this the budget fifteen thousand dollars the total worldwide take 193 million hmm that's Damn. almost that might be comparatively just as good as your uh, Demon Train, Chris, Vast of, or Vast of Night. Well, no, no, I'm talking, I'm talking um, investment for return wise, Chris. That might oh, be yeah. just as good as your Demon Train, your Mugen Train, yeah, a yeah. thousand times its <laughs> budget. Back. Well, that that was what five hundred thousand dollars for half a billion in return. Yeah, nice. something like that. I, don't, I mean, it was some low investment for some massive return. And this is, I mean, fifteen thousand bucks. <laughs> That's that's insane for 193 million. That's good. Domestic on like that was just that was that caught the world on fire. But then they, they they did worse as they went on. Yeah, but they also made you know like the success of that. The, the second movie was worse. Made a ton of money though. So it's just you know one of those things like the Blumhouse way. You make a movie for a couple million, fund the franchise, so you fund the whole studio for a couple years. And... You do, and we're going to talk about another Blumhouse movie yeah. today. Um, and for comparison's sake, the. Paranormal Activity 2, which came out a couple years later, um, well, I think the next year after the other one was, I think the other one came out in 2009. This one came out in 2010, theatrically, a wide release. $3 million budget with a return of 177 so not quite as good. Yeah, but, but still, still I mean, a big fat return. Oh, hell yeah. Um, so there's, the, there's, there's that. And there's, there's been, so there's Paranormal Activity 1, 2, 3, 4, uh, The Ghost Dimension, The Marked Ones, Next of Kin. God, there's been so many of these movies. Holy crap. But they, they, they've all done comparatively worse the next. I think people just get sick of it after a while. Yeah, sure. I believe um, that. Well, yeah, I mean, you'd, you'd, you'd almost have to get sick of it. But, um, so, I mean, that's a good choice, though, Chris. It's an interesting choice. I think people have – I mean, that started everything, the Blair Witch Project. Hey, and I, yeah. I, I wasn't huge I on the um, – what was it, Roger? The one 2016 or something, the, the, the one that came out way later. I wasn't huge on that one. Uh, it's kind of a. It was like the sequel legacy to, or whatever. No, it was a sequel. It was like it wasn't. It, it might have been called Blair Witch Project. Uh, Blair Witch. Witch. It was just called Blair Witch. Yeah, I don't remember liking it nearly as much. I because I thought the the craze had already like petered out. The found footage craze was already done by that point, but mm-hmm. it still was. It still didn't. It still was very effective. So those are available for Amazon. If you have those available to watch on Amazon, if you subscribe, The Northman, The Wolf of Wall Street, and The Blair Witch Project. All available for your stream, streaming and your screaming pleasure. All right, let's talk about some trailers. Let's talk about it. Creed three, a big one dropped this past week. Hell yeah, brother! <laughs> what, what 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 are we thinking? Michael B. Jordan and Jonathan Majors across from each other, two very capable, very good actors. Yeah, but they're in terrible shape. So <laughs> oh yeah, they've really let themselves go. <laughs> Absolutely. So uh, Jonathan Majors is fucking jacked, he's massive. So, but here's the thing: he he was pretty big in um like like physically. What was that series we watched? 
on um, Lovecraft HBO, Country. Lovecraft Country. He yep. was pretty. He, he was in decent shape in that too. Yeah, but he wasn't like shredded like no, he is he, here. He's. It looks like he put on thirty pounds of muscle. Man is massive. The man is massive, he says. Yeah, no, it's good. I I really loved Creed. I thought that was wildly above my expectations. Creed two with Ivan Drago, man, that is a great movie. It, I mean, I mean, Creed two is about as good of a sequel as you can get, right? That, yeah, no, I, I, I would agree. Down. Yeah, it doesn't let you down. It, it hits all the things you you need a sequel to hit, and it's good, which is all it like continues so the hard story to get. forward too. Yeah, it's it's so hard to get that out of sequels anymore. As a matter of fact, I would put Creed two up there with like um you know Godfather Part two, Aliens, Terminator two, um, all those great like Lethal Weapon two, all those great sequels. Great that, sequels. Yeah, mm-hmm. I would definitely put that in. But that was also the first two were Ryan Coogler, who also, if you know, he has taken over the Black Panther um, films for Marvel. Yeah. Um, and those are you know they're not. Best picture win, but they're good. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're, the second one comes out here very soon, so we'll see Black Panther Wakanda forever. <laughs> um, so we're gonna look at that. And I wonder, Roger and I had a really interesting conversation, uh, Chris, before we jumped on about uh, how this how this transpired. That if you notice in the trailer, Michael B. George is directing Creed his, Three, his directorial debut is All this right. movie. So I tell mean, tell us your Roger, what's your theory on this one that Coogler kind of passed the torch? So I think you know Ryan Coogler and Michael B. Jordan are like boys, right? We we've understood that for a while. Um, they've worked together on multiple projects besides Creed, you know, obviously Black Panther and stuff along that line. I think they probably had a real heart to heart about how they thought this should go, and you know they decided that Mike should take the stick, and you know, Coogler still got his fingers in it. You know, he's still the EP, and I'm sure he's still got a writing credit and that sort of stuff. So. I'm sure he's ready to rock and roll um, with that, and it's exciting to see how how this pans out. I think you'll I think you'll be good at it. I really hope so because Creed's one of those. I mean, you know me. I always I'm so disappointed by a lot of these sequels. I'm looking. I have such high expectations for, but I mean, Creed two gave it to me, so I don't expect anything less than Creed two. I mean, how can you? You know, going from Creed to Creed 2 and then Creed 3. I just look. I just want it to be good. I just want it to be great. I've got to watch it. But, yeah, those two men. So let me ask you this. Jonathan Majors and Michael B. Jordan. Um, I personally think Jonathan Majors is a slightly stronger of an actor than Michael B. Jordan. I don't – I mean, I'm not saying Michael B. Jordan is bad by any means. I just think Jonathan Majors might edge him out a little bit. But it will be interesting to see because – so what's your guys' take? Which which actor do you think is a stronger on-screen actor? I mean, I think they're both very good. I would say one edges them out, but if I had to pick one, it probably would be Michael B. Jordan. Yeah, okay. I've seen. Michael well, there's B. nothing against Jonathan Winters, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Jonathan Major, sorry, Winters. Well, yeah, no, I mean, I get you, but like, I think Michael B. Jordan is still more proven at this point. He's got a little bit more under his belt, uh, like at least major release wise, and okay. He, okay. he has a range of things he's been in at this point. I think he would he would be considered. I feel like the more proven actor at this stage. Well, it's interesting because Michael B. Jordan was Killmonger in yep. Black Panther, a very strong actor, a very strong villain. And that, you know, people remember Killmonger very well. Like they, that's one of their favorite villains in the Marvel MCU so far. So hopefully that translates to this and we'll see Jonathan Majors be like, Oh man, Creed three, you got to check that out. The villain is just, I, I mean, I have such high expectations for this one. Well, so. you know, Jonathan Majors gets to be his own Marvel villain. You know that, right? Yeah, no, he yeah, definitely yeah. does. He's the next big bad. Yep. So, so I expect great things from both these guys. 
So we'll see where that goes. Let's talk about Tom. No, Tom Hanks. I almost said Tom Cruise. Tom Hanks. He's slumming around in Pittsburgh and a man called Otto. What are we thinking? I think this looks like a good Tom Hanks movie, right? You know, he's what did you just call him, Chris? Just some curmudgeonly old man. A crotchety, a crotchety old mid- Midwestern man. Yeah. Who doesn't want people pooping like dogs in his yard or like I like that comment about she he's like, Don't pee on my sidewalk. She's like, You don't even know which one of us is doing. He's like, one of you is. I don't know which one of you, one of you definitely is. <clears throat> it's a big deal when Tom Hanks comes to Pittsburgh. And I know a lot of people are very excited to see this movie. A lot of people, I know a lot of a lot of friends that worked on it, very excited to see it. Um, so I'm really looking forward to seeing some Pittsburgh landmarks in the, the, the cinematography. So yeah, I'm very excited for that. But uh, are you guys are excited for Man Called Auto? Yeah. I mean, listen, I'm, I'm good for just about everything. It has Tom Hanks in it, so... I mean, I'm not a I'm not a cat person to begin with. <laughs> so there's that, and I don't know. The last Tom Hanks couple movies I've seen with Tom Hanks and I haven't been that great. We got Greyhound, I think is what it was, and we had uh, Pinocchio. So I don't know. We'll have to wait. And yeah, see. but the Mister Rogers movie was incredible. Okay, yeah, true. It was great. Yeah. So I don't think Pinocchio was Tom Hanks's fault. I'm not saying it's his fault, but it doesn't mean that it's not a blemish on what he's done. I, okay. I mean, yeah, he had incredible hair. <laughs> he did. <laughs> he did. He did. Um, I, I think he's trying to, like, adjust from... I don't think Tom Hanks ever wants to do... I just think he wants to do the, the old man roles now. I think he's... I like I liked him adjusting. in Finch. I thought Finch was good. Finch was okay. Yeah, he, he was good yeah. in Finch. I agree with that. I agree. Finch is good. Um, I, I know one of my favorite movies of in the Latin, you know, past couple of you know decade is um of his is Save Mr. Banks. I really love yeah. that movie, and he's got such yeah. a he impacts me so much on that one. But so we're excited for those two, and let's talk about Violent Night, Santa Claus bringing the pain to those who would ruin Christmas for others. So I I need an early showing of this movie right now, and then I'll rewatch it. In Give it to time. me, you cowards. <laughs> Well, so David David Harbour, I think looks he looks right at home in this role of a Santa Claus who's violent and defending you know the good all the good women and children no sorry, just children well, and people somebody who's on the nice list from people who are on the naughty list that's mm-hmm. great and so how much of the success of Fat Man do you guys think plays into this with, so, with Mel Gibson as much as I'd like to tie Fat Man into this movie in any way shape or form I don't think they have anything to do with each other period I think this was probably already talked about or you know, somewhere down the line before Fat Man was successful. Um, however, I do want a crossover, and I do want Mel Gibson in this movie in some yes. way, or at least in the second one. Like they're like in the same universe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, <laughs> like like like, got, like John Wick and nobody. Yeah. I assume you guys saw that the people, the Nobody team, is part of this. Yes, yeah. I did. So yep. I think that's nobody great. and Bullet Train, which was yep. also an, an, another decent action film. Yep. Yep. So, I mean, I expect decent gunplay, good fight scenes, and then Santa Claus whipping some ass because, look, he's got a tough job. He does. We Santa Claus. I like the line. He's like, I've been in Santa Claus for four years, and the camera goes back to Harbor, and he's like, uh, I'm, I'm the- I started it. <laughs> <laughs> I started it. But, yeah, no, I, I like different takes on things that we – you know, like Santa Claus. I like a different take on Santa Claus. So I'm here for it. I hope it makes money because David Harbor has not had the best of – Outside of Stranger Things, yeah. Well, I guess you can't do Russian things right now, though. So there's that. Yeah, that's that's right. But outside of Stranger Things and what was the Marvel movie he was in with Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow, Mm -hmm. um, Harbor's really not 
done a whole lot, right? Just those two things recently. I mean, only like the biggest thing Netflix has in a Black Widow movie. You know, <laughs> fair, okay, sm- fair. I was yeah, just he, struggling yeah, to eat. Yeah, he's, he's probably hurt, he's, he's hurting for work right now. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, so I mean, Hellboy failed miserably. Oh yeah, it was bad. So yeah, I mean, that's just though. that sucks. Hellboy is such a great property. But anyway, so. Creed 3, A Man Called Auto, Violent Night. All trailers you should check out. All trailers you should be excited for. And for good Three reason. Three movies I'm actually into. Which all is right. nice for once. Gentlemen, we are at the 40-minute mark. Let's jump into the movie of the week. Halloween ends. As disappointed as I am, I'd love to hear mm. you guys take on it. But first. It's because it's fine because it's over and it hurts, right? That's but it's, I, don't, I don't think it <laughs> – yes, that's exactly it. Although yes. I don't think it's over, and that's what pisses me off so much. Mm. Uh, I have my theory, but so let's get so Rotten Tomatoes. Here we are, thirty nine percent on the tomato meter, fifty seven yes. audience score. Check the Metacritic. No. What is it? You you be the Metacritic man for this no, one. No, but I will. Give me All a right. sec. And I have a lot of, I have a lot of things to say, Chris. I'm hoping you do too. I know Roger. I, I know. I'm feeling. I know what you're going to say about it. So. Just do a quick recap. Halloween 2018. Uh, Matrix 47. That's not still not good. No. <laughs> That's a failing I grade. Think it was be, I watched the movie. I didn't expect yeah. it to be good. So, okay, so <laughs> <laughs> Halloween in 2018, um, it erased everything between 78 and 2018. It brought the final battle between Lori and Michael Myers 40 years later. And it did – I thought it did so okay. I didn't – I wasn't in love with that. That movie had so many problems, and it's like embarrassing amount of problems. And it's – I'm just – it doesn't – now, this is what I'm always talking about, about filmmakers being lazy. And I, I – so in the beginning, when they talked to Michael, who – let me ask you a question, Roger. I don't know if you saw my tweet. Usually you do. Mm-hmm. So I'm, this is the other. I'm not talking about the tweet in question. So after I rewatched the first one before I um, took the flight out to Los Angeles and mm-hmm. the opening of this film. Now let me ask you something. Well, hold on, hold on. The first one is in the original '78 or the first. No, 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 no. no. Sorry, 2018. 2018. The, okay, the, the first of this trilogy. That matters. Got it. No, it, it does. I mean, so the first, so '78 plays out. Michael is taken into custody and he's been sitting in a in an institution for 40 years. Okay, so 40 years. Yep. You come up to talk to me, Roger. You have something you want to talk to me about. I am – my back is facing you and I don't turn to face you. Do you keep talking to me or do you walk around, talk to my front, or do you just tell me stop being an asshole and turn around? I mean technically I could do any one of those things. But what would you do? You, What's the one thing you wouldn't do? I mean I'd definitely call you an asshole. But you wouldn't that's continue talking. That's that opening scene when he's standing in the – outside in the courtyard yeah. with oh. all the other inmates and yeah. he, in the 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 – it's so funny because these guys, these 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 grad students or whatever they are, 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 are painted as being like really trying to discover the essence of evil behind Michael, the reason he's doing what he's doing. And this is the first time they've seen him and they don't. They continue to talk to his back without walking around and seeing the man's face. Mm-hmm. Are you, see, this is what I'm talking about with this is to 2020 filmmaking or just lazy. Where just a whole generation of filmmakers doesn't get it. Um and it's the same – one of the next several scenes coming up is when the bus crash. Mm-hmm. There was at least two sheriffs on there, another a psychiatrist. And there's no – they just – we just – when we come on the scene, we just come on the scene of the, of the buses crashed in a ditch and everyone's wandering around. Yep. How, did, how did it happen? Body tell, counts, me, bro. tell me how it fucking happened. 
Tell me how it happened. I don't care that the bus has crashed. I want to know, did Michael cause it? How did he do it? Did he get the better? All of the 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 sheriffs are outside. They're on the ground. They're outside the bus, which means they weren't killed in the bus. So, I mean, these... So, listen, hold on, hold on. So, listen, I'm going to stop you. We're three minutes into the discussion already, and you've already, you're already nitpicking about all the wrong things. No, 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 no. I've, there's a reason for this. Okay, we'll get there. Because, okay, well, so, okay, so, okay, okay. No, you're, you're, you're right, you're right. But So the first Halloween is considered to be the premier slasher film, the, the, the best one of all time. 78. 78 yes. is considered to be the best. Okay. Um, it is <laughs> another one of those $325,000 budget, $47 million return. Not okay. too shabby. Um, so that was only, that's only domestic. That was a time only domestic. So that's what I wanted to bring up. So, but my point is, you're going from one of the best movies in the in the genre to the worst, and the worst still making a ton of money, being to the tune of Halloween 2018, a tune of 10 million for having a 255 worldwide take. Mm-hmm. That's like that's like a, that's. A, such a large percentage, it's, it's almost immeasurable when it comes to, like, does it matter how much because, money you made? Because whether you agree with it or not, that movie's good. Yeah. Um, no, 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 no. That movie's good. The 2018 now, one is good. That movie it's a, is it's good. A, well, my point is I was confused because the final showdown happens in that movie. That's it does. My, it does so, well, the reverse of the 78 happens in that film. You know, she's... Laurie Strode in the house appears behind Michael and says, happy Halloween, Michael. And she comes from behind him instead of her, him coming from behind her, the reverse happens. So mm-hmm. that's supposed to happen in the final confrontation. I have my whole thing with talking about the filmmakers being lazy at this point is this could have been much. This could have been a much in more in-depth look at evil. What causes it? And what happens when you whip townspeople into a frenzy, which is what the second film is about. Which the second one does that, yeah. Yeah, which brings the, the whole Frankenstein notion into of who is actually the monster. The monster well, you're hunting or the monsters you've all become hunting the monster. Well, so, so yes. But, like, so I, before we move on from that, like, like we've said that Halloween 2018 is a good movie. It scored well. It made money. It's a good movie. And even though there are like small things to complain about, we we agree that smile. Well, fine, but yeah, there but I'm moving into moving into the second one of I, it takes place minutes later. It's all I so I don't understand where this movie goes wrong. Where this is well, a year later. Yeah, well, so so I, I'll Isn't I can I can explain years later. Things. This is four years later. First four off, years later. sorry, and then well, no, 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 you're good. Um, so like it's one of those things where the second movie. Is a it's not even 2018. The next one picks up immediately yeah. at the end of that, so that's the same year. Yeah, but the next this, this movie, one is 2019. It says the no, no, no. Screen. That's when the accident happens that the kid falls off the lake. Oh, the, oh, that's okay. Yeah. And then okay. it's years. It's four years in between. Okay, yeah. copy that. Okay, so, yeah. but I'm I'm trying to string the breadcrumbs along here is my point. Well, no, and I, I get you, and I get you. So, like the second movie, just the one point I want to make about it is, is that. While that movie was bad, like we all agree on that, that movie yes. was not good. But like the sto- the what they were trying to do, and I think they did a, at least a decent job of this part of it, was explain that that like evil it doesn't always come in the form you think it does, and that no. and that not only that Michael Myers's presence is more of a force of nature with like the evil that he brings, but even Haddonfield itself is almost cursed. Yep. So like it, like it, it does wrap that into a bad into, place into with the bad story. karma exactly, kind of in a way. This movie 
is bad. Like, like we're going to get that out of the way right now because there's a lot of things I want to talk about in this movie that, that accentuates that point. But this movie, like, like you said, Gerson, you're trying to like pull a through line through this. The issue is, is that in my opinion, they have three good movies hidden in this movie and they just didn't commit to one of them. That's again, I think I was telling Rob before we started shooting is I think the original plan was to have all three of these movies happen on, Halloween night 2018. That was, I think that was the plan. Originally. So, so, uh, well, well, that's possible. I'm ignoring the first two movies at this point and just talking about this one for, for, for this purpose. This is like just my, my analyzation of this film, this movie itself in a vacuum has three different stories that they're like, they're only half telling yep. like just they pieces could, of each one. They could have committed to just one of these, like these plots that they've, that they've shown us in this movie and I think the movie would have been much better off for it. Instead, it's like they had a few different writers with different ideas, and then they couldn't just pull the trigger on on like, you know, making one of these things happen because there's interesting stories in this movie and cool ideas. Like the movie that was like playing in my head, the predictions I was making was so much better than like the yeah, yeah. Well, not, like happened. everything was better in my head. Like I I hyped myself up so much. For this movie because I was like, well, it's going to be bad, but at least I know it's going to start right after the second one. And Michael Myers has transcended. Now they have to find a way to kill him. Make this something end. Along those lines. But like there's there's just so many points of this movie where like something is happening. I'm like, oh, OK, so, you know, oh, I see what they're doing. This happens and this is going to happen. And then like none of it happens. And it's just the next weird like part of this weird plot that we're pulled that like, we're pulled through. Okay. I think that's where this movie has a lot of its problems at. Well, all of so, its problems. Oh, yeah. There, so there are a bunch of problems here, but I want to pose you guys a question. And I think once I lay it out, you understand what I mean. This movie felt to me, just this last one, I'm not going to talk about the other two too much, <laughs> yeah. except where it bleeds over, okay? Yeah. This movie by itself, to me, felt like somebody tried to make like a Halloween HBO movie or HBO show mm-hmm. and had like five plot points that they wanted to hash yes. out. And then failed at each one. Well, yes, they, they did. I agree, one hundred percent. The only one, I mean, because this is Halloween ends, you have to have Michael versus Laurie. You have to have that take yeah. place. Well, yeah, so I, I agree with that. All yeah. other priorities are rescinded at that point. When you, 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 the through line for this film had to be one thing, and it wasn't. Yeah. No, that's the problem. Yeah, I get but that. We, we get we get Michael versus Laurie. However, to me, me personally, with this movie, Michael versus Laurie, like. I didn't really. By the time that came to fruition, I didn't really care anymore. No, because I, I, I like the so better story was the Corey storyline. I thought I agree uh, about like this dude's how fucked up he is and why he's the way that he is. And I also, you know, for a minute, it seemed like somebody else might take the Michael Myers mantra and okay, okay, and carry so, on the shape. And and, and that's like, what I mean. So like like that is a, is a cool story. That's a good movie, right? Because here's yes. the thing. Everything they've set up and even the title of Halloween ends like like they had an opportunity to kill off the old man, Michael Myers. That is the 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 disheveled, you know, hurt bum living in in the 70 year old man (laughs) who's been stabbed, shot and everything and crawls to a sewer and survives down there. Probably has so many diseases. Oh, like some somehow lives on. And then while he could die and quote unquote Halloween ends, 
but Michael Myers, the lives the, on the force of nature, could now live on in the next. But you can't. Person. But you can't continue the franchise with that idea. Yes, well, you, you could have. Without Michael Myers, you cannot have. They proved that it's Halloween so, three season on. the witch. Well, no, so, hold, hold on. on. No, they proved that you can do that in a bunch of the Saw movies. Yeah. Now, now here's the thing, Grayson, because this is where you keep where me and you always disagree on 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 this movie. Is that you say they can't because because like you know you can't kill Michael Myers and then like that's it, Michael Myers, in this in the way that he is perceived in in my opinion and in, in a lot of other things you know related to it is that it is not the man himself that is the shape it is not the man himself it is the force of nature something evil some entity within him that makes him unkillable and this murderous machine that he is no but you can't. so that can, so that can be passed on. To the next person. Okay, counterpoint. You cannot have a Scream movie without Ghostface. You, you just can't. You have multiple Ghostfaces. No, 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 no. You cannot have a Scream movie without the Ghostface mask. As, yeah, as, so, as agreed. Hold on. I agree uh, with that 100%. Why would you think he wouldn't have the mask? Because it just – I think Michael Myers – no, just hear me out before you inject. I think Michael Myers is too iconic to not include in Halloween. I think the two are too intrinsically linked okay, at this on. point. I, I think you're looking from the wrong perspective. You, yeah, you're not saying, picking up what me and Chris are saying. No, no, yeah. I'm getting what you're saying, that evil, Laurie says it six times in this movie. Michael evil Myers. can go from, evil isn't, evil is, is, is not, you're not born with it. Evil is, is there. It's just, you have to find it within yourself and it comes out. Okay, but what we're saying is, is that the, there's nothing stopping the mask from continuing forward, if 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 the person Corey puts on died. the mask, he becomes Michael Myers. Fine, fine. Mm-hmm. I understand that from a story yeah. point of view, but the studio would never sign off on that. Why? I don't see why. I mean, listen. So that's not what happened anyway. But yeah, I, true. I, I, I have a real problem with you saying like that would never happen. Of course, it could happen. <laughs> I, I just, I, I disagree. I mean, that's just my personal. I, I mean, I'm sure we will see one. Okay. Okay. But so, I don't. Because yeah, if I, you I, actually I think. It, think we never get another halloween movie because i definitely think we do no matter it's you know two years five years we will get another one and then we assume as a reboot all of this goes away anyway and you start fresh with the old story again which is it is what it is okay but they could have absolutely taken this and had the mantle passed on to somebody else just going around just being a killing machine Agreed. i absolutely could see that happening now so story yes, yes. Oh, hold on okay go, go. okay go 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 ahead I was going to okay. say you you can do that if you don't start the movie by doing that. You'd have no. to you have to do that way closer to the end of the film than do a whole movie. I don't I I don't you you just can't do that. Well, I'm I'm going to disagree with you and I and within this movie itself how I said like in my head some like some things are playing out in my head and they seem really cool like oh my like this, they're setting up something really big here and so in about the two thirds point of this movie Corey goes into the sewer, approaches Michael, <laughs> and says, "And says you have something I need." <laughs> and then takes well, it from so, so listen, and then they start and they they start fighting for the mask. I thought, and this is happening in my brain as I'm watching this. I thought, "Holy crap, he's gonna kill Michael Myers right here, no. and he's gonna stop, and he's gonna become, he's gonna become the shape. He's gonna take this, and he's gonna transcend and become this next evil force of nature, and that." In, in in an iconic horror fashion where you have this murderous force of nature that is an interesting idea 
and it carries the character on and it pushes that mantle forward. Hold, hold on, you're you're what you're doing what I do is interjecting your how you thought the story. You can't you cannot end this movie without Laurie and Michael exchanging blows with knives. Hold on. And I, I, I don't care. No, 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 no. Please don't say to me, but it's the kid wearing the mask. So it's Michael and they're exchanging blows. No, it doesn't work like that. It does work like it that. Doesn't, and, and, it doesn't. And if that would have happened, I th- and then the movie plays out and continues forward the way it does, you could you could still have that, them going at it you know, at the end of the movie, and the movie would end, and that would have been a better film than what we got. Period. I don't. I cannot agree with you on that. I mean, it, there was a, there was a point in this film where I thought Michael, it was going to retro. It was going to retro that Michael died at the end of the second film, and it was always this kid. I thought for sure that's where they were going for for like twenty minutes. I was terrified. That's well, I mean, going I mean, always this kid would have been a stretch, but I, I see what you're saying there. But, but here's like, the thing: this kid doesn't work in this own universe. It just doesn't to, work. Why not? Yeah, yeah. So okay, well, so we're we are deep into this already, and we're way ahead. As as a quick just run through this film, it's this isn't if you're going to watch this movie wanting to see Michael Myers, you know, walk around Haddonfield and murder a whole bunch of people while there's chaos. That's not what you're going to get. You're going to get a weird love story. You're going to get a weird character examination of Laurie Strode and how she interjects and things. And you're going to get the weakest version of Michael Myers you're ever going to get. Well, but here's the problem with that. Here's the problem with everything everything you, you just said is the characters, none of these characters jive with any of the characters from the other canon movies. None of them. That's the problem. Michael Myers being weak? What in the hell? That doesn't work. What, what makes you, you think he's weak? I think well, he's injured from the severe beating he took and the gunshot wounds and the stab wounds that he took so again, at so, the so, end so, of the previous movie. So this guy's been living in a sewer for years, malnourished, hasn't taken a shower, no water uh, to drink? I, I don't believe that he's malnourished. He doesn't have water. He can leave the sewer. He does well, leave fine. the sewer. Fine, but okay, so the he's character— He's not trapped in a box. Okay, okay so the, every character except—now, I could be wrong. I could be running down my head— Every single person that he's come within arm's length of and killed, except for Lori and the woman who survived, which I don't, she wasn't supposed to survive that movie. There's no, when, when, when we left her after being stabbed in the neck with that soft glass, you're dead. Like a hundred out of a hundred times you die. And well, same with the sheriff. Of, he got, you know, he got almost killed. Well, fine. But I mean, so here's where the problem is. Michael Myers has killed everyone he's come in contact with except for Lori Strode. And, so for him to, for him to it, it this kid into the sewer. Pull. I mean, this is Pennywise, hundred percent Pennywise. For him to pull this kid into the sewer, lay him down on the on the concrete slab or whatever, whatever, and then this kid wakes up, and then Michael grabs him by the throat, and then looks into his eyes. There's no reason why Michael wouldn't just kill this kid as soon as he drug him into the sewer. There's zero right. reason for that. Unless Michael sees something in him that he saw that reminds him of himself. But he didn't. That's the thing. He didn't see that until he grabs the kid by the neck after he's woken up and looks into his eyes and sees the evil. Hold on. Hold on. See here. here. So Michael plays with his food all the time. He kills pretty effectively and pretty quickly he all plays the time. With, he plays with his food all the time. He doesn't always just walk up and snap snaps dead people. Sometimes he lifts them up off the ground, pins them to a wall with, with a knife or rebar, and stares, stares at them. Stares at them, cocks his head to the side. Yes, Sometimes. but he doesn't. He doesn't give them a way out before they. He's always he's always got them trapped 
they're dead to rights by the time he does any of that weird look into their soul kind of crap. That's my point. Is that's why I'm so up because the, the character's already laid out for it. It's too late to go back on who the character is. So do you have a problem with with the way that this is like written, or do you have a problem with the way that like in so many other movies that we've seen before that the that the writers take liberty to to create something that they uh, part of a story they want to tell. Because- I, you, you, we're getting lost here, and I think we're passing. We're two night. We're two shifts passing in the night here. It doesn't. I don't think you can have two movies, and then all of a sudden the third one just kind of does its own thing when it was always supposed to be one continuous night. Well, so okay, so but it's not we, one continuous. Like it was never. You gotta, think- that's not part of the story. Well, so well, that's I mean, not I mean, it. <laughs> I, mean, we, I mean, we don't know if it's supposed to be one continuous night. No, no you're, you're you're right. I I, I, I don't believe so. Which which is fine. Which which it, which is a fair argument to make. I agree with that. But with the way that so like in so like in my opinion, as a fan of the first film, a huge one of of the 2018 one, I believe they set up and created something great in that movie, and they had a brilliant setup for some story they wanted to tell, and then they made a second one, and they made it poorly. And it got very bad reviews and it was trashed. And I think, I think because of how the second one went, whoever was in charge of going from two to three, I think just kind of gave up on the project. I think they took it personally. They lost the passion for it and we got what we got then after it. And here's the thing. While the movie that we're talking about is not good, it does, it makes some really, really weird decisions. They did try to do something outside the scope which is a commendable thing if you if if they tell a good story i think you have a great acting core here that does a good job acting wise nothing here is like bad like badly acted of course and, and, the, well, and i don't the, know about that statement. no that that's that the, i i didn't awful. see uh, like so the writing's bad but like Corey, he does, the guy who plays Corey, he does a great job of what he's given and, i just i complete i mean so our conversation rests on Corey. I think Corey was badly directed. His character is badly written. It doesn't make any sense. That's okay. where we're getting mixed up here. Is okay. one of one of I'm, I'm just I'm not saying this because I know I'm right, but like one of us is right and one of us is wrong. I don't. I'm not saying it's me. I'm sure not saying so, that. But film filmmaking 101, you have to, certain things have guidelines have to be followed. No, okay. they don't. No, no we've talked about this a hundred times. No, they do not. They absolutely do. No, they don't. Character because arcs if that, have to happen hold on, hold on. Let, let me talk for a second. They do not have to be followed because clearly this movie doesn't follow your arc story. A movie got made. If everything had to abide by hard and fast rules, we would never get a bad movie. We would never get underdeveloped characters and we would never have an, an unsatisfying ending. We get all of that here. So your hard, fast rules don't apply. They just don't. But this is also a bad ending. Exactly. So they didn't follow the rules. Yes, but so like like the wording of they have to fall like you know like okay they may have been worded differently. Picture. Okay, let me go on to my next character of Hawkins, an incredibly important. The second movie starts with Hawkins letting the evil in again. Mm-hmm. It starts with him not only killing his partner, lying about it, but then he stops Michael from being killed. So Hawkins, an incredibly important character, completely neutered in this third film. See, yeah. this is where we're missing each other too, is you've already set up an incredibly important character, and then you don't use him in a third film. Will Patton is a great actor. The yeah, same, I agree. The same guy who 
gives us in the stellar movie of Remember the Titans gives us that wonderful, wonderful sequence when he willingly gives up his entry into the Hall of Fame, goes out and tells the referee, you ref this game right or I'm going to go to the papers and I'm going to take us both down. And then he goes and he, he tells his team, you know, you you make sure they remember forever the night they played the Titans. That guy who gave us one of the best lines of that decade gives us, oh, Laurie, I, I like your hair. It's framed so well on your face. Well, That's yeah, so wonderful. I, I'm I'm not disagreeing with you though. So, that but why why is he okay? Why is he written like that? I Lori, I understand being awkward because she's been in seclusion for forty years. I understand her being awkward. Why is he awkward? I don't know. So, in the last, but here's the thing: in the last four years, she hasn't been secluded. But th- those are semantics. I'm not disagreeing with anybody that Hawkins was, you know, was a wasted character and that we wasted an actor. You know, no one's disputing that. It, it's it's another. It's another piece of the puzzle of this being a bad film. Oh yeah, this movie is bad. We don't have to defend on why we it's not good. But, but I just we can just you, talk okay. about it being bad. Well, fine, but I mean, I just gave you a re- of how they didn't follow through with the character arc. Agreed. And so they, they okay. didn't follow through with the character arc of like many people. Well, yeah. fine. But then when they try, hold up. But then when they try to do something different and bring in something like Corey, where they could have changed the entire dynamic of the movie, they still swung and missed at it. Agreed. Okay. Well, okay. Let's talk about how this movie starts. Just take a minute and talk about how this movie starts. Um, Corey is babysitting a kid yes. whom, he, whom he obviously has a, a give and take relationship with. You know, they, the kid knows him. Blah blah blah. Family. Yeah, there's a connection to the family. It, yeah, it's it's a, you know they 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 jest. They have you know they know each other. And then also also kids an asshole. Yeah, sort of. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, figure that out. Kids do that sometimes. And then as soon as my first red flag was as soon as that opening happened without Michael Myers, I was like, oh no, what have they done? What have they done? That was my first major red flag of this film. Okay, hold on, hold on. So I just want to know your opinion on it, and I'll share mine. What what didn't you like about the fact that the that the the kid dies without Michael Myers being present? Well, because we've already started the second movie like that. Do we need mm-hmm. to go into this again? How evil can again seep into anybody? Do we need well, to rehash this again? Okay, I so, think this is this is the entire town of Haddonfield again, though. Yeah. So so oh, I, I think it's a little bit different, but it. There wasn't evil in that in that kid dying, like there wasn't evil in Corey at that moment. That's not what happened. Corey kicks a door in because a kid scares the shit out of him and locks him in a room, and the kid's a dumbass is on the other side of it, and Corey shouldn't kick the door in. It was an accident. There was no yeah, hundred percent an accident. But so was so was um, Hawkins killing his partner in the second film. Hundred percent an accident. So there's obviously a parallel they're trying to draw there. I just think we've already done it, so why are we doing it again? I so I don't think there's a parallel there. I think the story is Corey was part of an accident, a bad situation that happened to him and him, unfortunately. Corey gets punished, okay? And then he gets shunned by everybody, like and, just and, about everybody. And uh, picked on by band nerds. What the hell is that? Well, that see, again, <laughs> again, characters so poorly written. It, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's laughable. It's, again, I'm unraveling this. It's like, you, what are you defending here? This movie is so poorly written on every aspect of it. I'm not. Here's the thing: for some reason, you're defending why it's not what you wanted it to be. Again, I'm not defending it at all. I think this movie's bad from start to finish. Well, no, I'm not defending. I'm, I'm, I'm angry that as bad as I think the second one was, it still followed the path that the first one set it out on. It's okay, still let me, let me ask you a straight up question: right. path or otherwise? Do you think this movie is better or worse than the second one? 
I think this is the worst of the three, hands down. But that's okay, look, that's my personal opinion. So, that's that's the, so opinion. here's the thing. I don't think this is worse than the second one. I don't think they're light years apart from each other in the quality of movie that we get. But this one tried to do something different to like steer us a different direction instead of just being Michael versus Lori. Okay. It doesn't do a very good job at it. It does a terrible job at it. Yeah. But it did try to be different. And listen, obviously I'm going to fault it for not being that good or whatever, but I see what they were trying to do and I won't blast it just because it's not like the 78 or 18 one. You know, I, I can't do that because listen, I don't want to watch the same movie four fucking times. No, I you're don't. not wrong. You're, you're not wrong about that. And so you're right. I, you got to do something and, different. But yeah, and trying to do something different and failing and not making a good movie isn't the same kind of failure, I think, of watching the same movie over and over again. How, yeah. how, however, there are rules you got to – I keep saying rules. There are things to keep in mind when making sequels. You have to do something, something different. Halloween well, – 78 was the classic – the classic slasher of a guy in a white mask fixated on a babysitter, going to kill her, trying yep. to kill her. Sure. 2018 reintroduced Michael into the world. It, it, it showed us what's been going on for 40 years and that Lori is still terrified. She has a lineage. She has a daughter and a granddaughter. Again, don't even get me started on the, I mean, the, 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 the daughter's death, Judy Greer's death in the end of the second movie is like, when I watched that in the theater, I was like, I remember letting out this, what? Like I was so like, came out of left, like, completely out of left field ridiculous yeah. and then since then don't introduce to me in movie in the first movie of a trilogy after 1978 can canonically halloween the granddaughter of being she's been taught to be a fighter she's not weak and then by the in this third movie she is whiny she's obviously she's she's gotten dumber she's regressed everything see these are my problems here when I'm not necessarily defending Michael Myers in this movie. I'm defending every – I'm pissed at everything else for falling apart okay, and for, so, for accepting this. So the um, – let, let's let's take Allison for a second because I think that this is a, another another story idea they had that they just didn't commit to. Like, you know, the whole – the whole like this is related to the whole um, Corey possibly killing Michael Myers and then transcending or whatever. Like, like it's kind of on the same lines as that. With the way that there that Corey and Allison's relationship ends up being in this, it's so it's such a weird thing, right? Where like he's he's killing people and obviously evil. He's he's half telling her this. She's okay with it in a weird way. And they're saying things like, let's burn it all down. I thought that possibly they together were gonna become the next oh, man of Haddonfield. <laughs> that so, that gives me well, such odds to think about. Oh, hold on. Kind of well, kind of lines up where something like that could have happened. Well that's what I mean though. Like they set this up in this movie. I'm not thinking it because oh, I wanted it to be this movie, but yep. they delivered that to us on screen. And again, imagine my confusion and surprise when we don't go that way because it's almost like they were it's almost like there's four different movies written for this four different scripts. And they just kind of threw them all together because oh, yeah. that, I think it's the TV thing. Could, well, <laughs> you're, you might not be wrong tonality wise though. I thought we were going to have these two working together to kill people at some point, because that's the way the dialogue goes. That's the way the characters are. No, you're, you're, you're right. And it's again, but that never should be in that never should have been in uh, um, my Halloween Ends movie. Never should have been there. That, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to object. That's my personal opinion. Um, I, I And, you know, we're obviously not going to agree on the fact that 
when we're not going to agree on the fact that evil can not only transcend, it cha changes shape, which Lori says a number of times. And then this, I mean, there is a scene when this, when Corey does put on, he fully does assume the, the role of Michael Myers. And like from the camera angles, look, look, looking up at him, it's meant to tell you that now he's Michael Myers. I get that part of it. I just don't think it was clever. I just don't think it was well done. You, on the other hand, are saying that's the best thing that ever could have happened to Halloween. That's where we're. That's where we're. we're no, we're missing so that, here. That, that is not. I said it would have been an interesting dynamic, and that didn't even happen in the movie. I, I saw, like, I saw this picture. And listen, we talk all the time about we don't get the movie. We don't get to make the movie we want. We have to talk about what we watch. So I saw that they were lining up this as a potential where Corey takes over the Michael Myers mantle, okay? And for a second, actually for more than a couple of seconds, it really looked like that may have been a thing. Now, that doesn't happen at all. And the movie that we got doesn't really connect any dots from movie one to two to three to four. Especially like threes are, the movie four is off the rails, Right. And it's, it's not very good. So we get a bunch of half-assed, fleshed-out storylines that ultimately ends with Michael Myers being dead, right? Like, that's all that happens. The one thing, the only thing I think this movie does well is the fact that there is more violence and ultra-violence in this movie than what we're normally used to in... Now, listen, we've seen a lot of Michael Myers kill a lot of people a lot of ways. Things are a little bit different this time, right? Yeah, agreed. So we, we get a lot of that. Past that, though... Most of this movie is bad. Yeah, yeah. Like it just is. <laughs> yes, but I mean, we're but that's not the, the, the topic at hand here is what the hell happened to this last Halloween movie? That's the, I mean, I think that's more the interesting discussion rather than I mean, I, you I don't think you can continue this franchise with just the mask. I just don't. You need Michael Myers. You need Laurie Strode. They both okay. They both Maybe. have to be there, which leads me to... Well, Lori Strode won't be coming back, buddy. No, she's already said she will. But she also said she didn't want to come back for the, the, the trilogy, too. She said she had, she had no desire to, to redo Lori Strode back in when they first started talking about this in 2017. Yeah, the last, thing, last thing I want to see is 75-year-old Jamie Lee Curtis running from 85-year-old Michael Myers. Well, but, but, but again, also to play into this is, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is considered a scream queen, and like... I would also consider her to be, you know, Ripley from Aliens, alpha level female in film, like boss, you don't mess with because she'll kill you kind of female. And sure. this is, to me, that's one of the greater crimes is they've completely neutered who she is as a character. Like it's, well, it's almost, she's almost a joke of herself. In 2018, she was a fucking badass. Well, she, again, and then they she just was a badass when it didn't matter. That's the problem. Um, I mean, the, all the montage of, shooting guns and well, it doesn't matter because michael doesn't you can't kill him with guns it doesn't matter why are we showing us that if it doesn't matter um it, it i get, can't kill with knives though well but that's the whole thing is like this was never going to end without those two fighting in the kitchen or a laundry room because that's where the showdown in the sec i think the for 78 happened somewhere in the laundry room or something in a closet closet or i mean it was always going to happen in the kitchen closet laundry any like another neighborhood house mm -hmm. so that's why she had to buy the house in the neighborhood don't I mean that's why she they had to somehow get her back to Haddonfield proper. And so Michael's always been drawn. Again, another I could be missing something vitally important here, but Michael's always been drawn to Lori. Um, and then he's been living in the sewer for a long time and known where Lori and not been skulking the neighborhood looking for her. He even sees her. Literally, he's 20 feet away from her in this film. 
and walks away. What? Yeah, but that's not uncommon. He's, he's always stalked his prey. But he always stalks with the intent to kill, not walk away and do it later. You see what I mean? How the character starts to become muddled here. No, but he, he, he has done that, though. He has followed characters and then left and come back later on. He's absolutely done that, though. Which characters? I may be, I'm just I'm trying to go through the, the list of who he's killed in these movies, and I it happens I'm, it happens in seventy eight once, and I know it happens in the in the second film at one point where he doesn't kills. immediately kill somebody. He comes back at one point, so it does happen again. He plays with his food. He always has. It's one of those things where I I, I don't I, I think that we all agree that this thing is poorly written. And it's bad. And there's things that happen to each character with characters that just doesn't make sense. And on top of all of it, I believe that the best version of this trilogy was just the 2018 one. Every everything that they tried to do in this trilogy, they did it all in the first movie in the in 2018. Well, that that's it, that's kind of my point, though. Is like, yeah, the, like, movie, like, like the story's it, over in 2018. They could have ended it right there. Michael burning sure. to death in the house, never seen again, done with. That was the full film. That was Laurie Strode in her badass state, ready to end everything, you know, including herself just to kill Michael. She was supposed to die in that house. She said it in 18. Yep. And then you have that showdown with them, which was a which was a, a great scene and you know it worked really well for what the movie was setting up. And then you have characters that matter to to our to our our protagonist. Like it had everything to be just the the la- you know the next last movie for Halloween. And then they did something else with it and it didn't go the way they thought. And then they just feels like they threw everything at the wall and to try to salvage something or gave someone a writing chance or mixed a date movie with a, with, with a Halloween movie. Like it's just, it's a weird thing. And I mean, it, yeah, they do become BFFs, which I thought was, again, it's, it's, it's a strange thing. I mean, I understand it looking at something like I get what they were doing with it. I just, I mean, there was a, part, there was a part of me thought it'd been funny if this movie was just, like all this movie was was Laurie Strode reintroducing herself and like having coffee with Hawkins and talking to like in her kitchen. Just Laurie Strode living a life. Ninety minutes of her just living a life. Or well, you know, I, that, there's that scene when um, uh, the two in the in the sewer like the Corey becomes happy because he's finally figured out like what he's gonna do. And then the mm-hmm. next scene is him riding a bike and the camera's panning from right. The camera's panning from like our screen right to left and like. Behind him, I wanted Michael Myers to be on the like the bike. You know how like a, a girl would hold the put her arms around. I wanted Michael Myers to be like his arms around his arms around him and like riding like romantically. Like part of no, me no, wanted that because that would no, be no, 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 bro. Michael's driving the bike. He's okay, fair. But I just yes. thought that. I mean, I just it made Corey's, me laugh. Corey's the bottom. It it made me laugh that thinking about that, and I did. But there was just I know that I kind of came out of the gate swinging on this one. But you're it, mad, bro. I, well, I don't. Movie's bad. You don't. You don't have to. But here's the thing. Here, okay. Well, upstairs. here's my whole thing about this. Is like add this to the list of movies that once great movies that have been ruined. I mean, yeah. add this to that list. It just it bothers me in a, in, a, in a way that these people keep getting away with this. And David Gordon Green is just going to jump on the next project and shrug his shoulders. But oh well, I tried something different. And then like, well, you you ruined it. He should be punished, right? I didn't say that. Well, I mean. Mick G hasn't done anything relevant since Salvation, Terminator Salvation. I'm not saying it. I'm, not, I'm just saying, like, I, I, I really hope that David Gordon Green gets a similar treatment. Because, I mean, not that, he, not that but, Halloween but, Kills but, already had folks. Not that Halloween Kills already hadn't kind of taken the edge off what was great about Halloween, but it's just 
there's so much of this that I wanted to be great. It could, I mean, this is, how many other showdowns in movies can you think of right now that are as big as Michael Myers and Laurie Strode finally, finally getting to showdown to each other? Can, can um, you? Are there? 2018, 2018's Halloween. Well, fine, but after yeah. the franchise, is there another, no. like, that's been, that's my point, is they had a rare opportunity here to do something great, to make it memorable as it was when people saw it when they were teenagers. You know, I mean, I just don't know what goes through the studio's heads. Especially with the, the writing as bad as it is, it's just I went to by the way, I went to I went to visit the old Michael Myers house. Um it's in Pasadena, California. But um yeah, did you? That's I did, cool. I did. Um it's I know I came out the gate swinging, and I, I I guess I apologize to those ready for a constructive, you know, breakdown of the film. But you don't I mean this is this is Halloween ends. You know what it, I mean you don't you know what this movie's going to be about. It's how they went about telling the story that I think I have such a problem with only because they hadn't set it up like that yet. And they just did something way out of left field in movie four of four. I think yeah, that's why they, I'm so They upset. tried to change it up. And it, I mean, listen, the movie's a swing and the miss. It, re- it really truly is. Like, it, I don't, you know, there's no real redeeming qualities. Yeah. Like, I think that they had an idea and then it sputtered out. No, so no. Like, I have another idea. Let's yeah. try that too. And I was going to say, they had four ideas. Out. Yeah, no, it, yeah. There's, there's a variety of things that just, they're like, put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up. Black, yeah, you know. That's well, like, okay. So you I, talked I, about I, the. Yeah. Sorry, you talked about the many. What are the storylines that, that you could discern from them? Like, what were the separate storylines that you could discern from this? You, you talked about well, okay. Several so, different stories uh, going on. So one is Lori moving on, mm-hmm. right? Like developing into a functional member of society again. Mm-hmm. Uh, the whole Corey storyline, Corey, which could have been Corey's like redemption, like having life back together. Michael's story coming to a close, and then the story of Haddonfield. Those mm-hmm. are the four lines. Well, yeah, and then, like, and like within those is like you know like where you can get great, like get your horror movie from is you know you could see the the creation of evil within Corey you know from you know, the terrible accident that starts with that with, with Jeremy, and then it him that, that happening to him, and then the community around him creating him into forging him into into, into a monster. That's demonizing a him. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a storyline. Or the way that Haddonfield itself, you know, can be seen as a as a as a place of oppression, you know, creates new boogeymen in the form of Corey and whatever the hell's happened with Allison. You have Laurie Strode, which which you just said, Grayson, where she's back into society. But that's also weird because in the last movie, his body isn't recovered and he gets away and she's just living her best life all of a sudden when literally like like nothing going on it doesn't make any sense like like one of the first films were introduced to her house like the granddaughter comes down they're they're having pancakes it's like why is this going on my halloween movie yeah i mean pancakes are delicious they are well the last thing that that you that they could have done which even then could be eye rolly or whatever but you could have the fact that Michael Myers literally just can't fucking die, shows up, kills her. He's the one that wins the one-on-one, the 50-50, and he goes on to kill many other people. You know, like, there's there's just so many different storylines that they, like, throw into that's this. That's the whole thing is, like, they could have done any one of those. I wish they were just chosen and one and gone well, hard into and, it. And, and, and that's what I mean. That's, that's uh, the problem with this movie. That's what I was about to say is that if they just would have committed to one of these, I think we get at least a, a far better film than what we got. I wouldn't. I don't. I'm not saying that it would have that that would have been a good film, but man, I think it, it would have been better and more focused and told a cohesive story compared to the mess that we got here. 
any of these things. Commit to any of them and okay, just see, go with one of them. But the, the, see, there's the problem. Like you have that beautiful sequence in Halloween Kills where the town is whipped into a frenzy. They're chasing who they think is Frankenstein through the windmill, which is the the hospital. Yeah. Um, and then they, you know, and then that guy, he's so terrified. He jumps out the window and kills himself. Like yep. it's the, it's the, the music playing in the background is the Halloween theme slowed down on the piano. Like it, it's, it's a beautiful sequence. Maybe the best thing of this entire trilogy is that sequence. And then, you know, I just wish they had maybe capitalized on, because in the, in the Rob Zombie ones, correct if I'm wrong, they treated Michael and Lori as if they were brother and sister. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. That I could be wrong about that. I think so. That was how they chose to do that one. This trilogy, and they did it for two movies, should have all been about evil, which is manufactured, versus evil, which is inherently born into. And I thought, you know, at, at, least, at least when the second movie ended, they kind of stuck with it. So I was like, as bad as that second movie was, I, it followed suit, and just this one didn't. And I wonder why. I just I have to know why. Again, I mean, like I said, the only the only theory I have on it is that the second one was received so poorly, and somebody took it personally and just gave up on the project. Because that's what that's it feels like. That's actually not a bad. That's not a bad way to look at that. Is it, it just feels like someone gave up? <laughs> well, the writers gave up, and then somebody did. And then someone came along and said, "You know, I have this kind of interesting idea." And they're like, "Oh, well, let me. We'll give it a sure." Movie. Yeah, yeah. Someone's like, "Hey, I got a date movie. Hey, I got a Halloween movie. that doesn't have a movie, so we'll just end it with my movie, and you can play yours. It'll be great." Yes. I mean, I, I just, I, I don't know. I guess little tweaks could have made this one so much more interesting. Just tiny little tweaks. I just don't, like, I don't, I guess I don't understand things like, yes, people are giving him shit for killing that kid. But like, Corey, I mean, people are giving like in the, in, in, in the bar, the mother get like, but wouldn't you expect that? Just move. Yeah. I mean, just leave. Just you're the one that's got got to go. I mean, you're the one that's being remembered as the guy who killed the kid. So you're the one that's got to go. But like, they treat us, the viewing audience, to be sympathetic with Corey. That oh, what he did wasn't such a bad thing. Well, I mean, you killed a seven year old accidentally. Well, fine, accidentally, but still, his actions led to it happening. Sure. I mean, it's just it's strange to me though. That's the whole thing. Like. Why? Let me let me ask you another, another another question that might not be as relevant as I want it to be. But why did they show the knife disappearing from the board in the beginning of the of the movie? Was the kid going to use the knife on the babysitter? Oh, I don't know what that was about. Or, or or was that? I mean, that was obviously to make us think that not only is this playful game between the babysitter and the kid going, but Michael Myers is also in the house. I mean, isn't that what it's trying to make you set up and believe? Is yeah, yeah, yeah. It's absolutely building fake tension, hundred percent. And then it, then there's no Michael Myers, which I get is kind of the point of that opening scene. But I don't know. The more I talk about this, the more upset I'm getting. So I'm, I, th- I feel like we should just wind it down. <laughs> but it's just probably I expect great, and I, I just expect great from these people. And it's, if you're going to get my money, I want you to put at least a little bit of cohesive thought into how you're going to end this story. This got this starts out stellar and then just kind of gets a little worse each time the movie comes out. But, you know, it's just it is what it is. And I can't I, mean, I don't want to do that thing where, like, it should have been my thing, but blah, blah, blah. Anyway, so what are some final thoughts you guys have of Halloween Kills before we move into scoring? It's not very good. 
<laughs> I mean, I, I think my, my final thought is, it's just something I've already said, but I, I, I really truly believe this. I think that they had something in the, in the Corey story. I think I would have accepted that as an evil kind of like, like evil lives on or, you know, like, like there is just some evil in the world that can transcend. And I think that the Corey storyline could have actually like had a built in through line that the movie was hyper successful. They could have carried on if they wanted to, you know, to, or something. And I think there's a better movie there and they just didn't commit to it. And it's, well, it, 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 it is something that it suffers from it. it. It's disappointing. It really well, is. I mean, I would have been horrendously disappointed if they, if they, if they went with the whole Corey picks up the mantle of Michael Myers. I just, it's just one of those things that Halloween's so famous. I don't think you could do the movie without Michael Myers, Morris Strode. But question for you though, the last shot of the film, the mask, it's got a couple of different implications. Where do you, why do you think that was the last shot of the film? Now, this is, of course, after Laurie closes out her, her writing by saying, I, I didn't beat my boogeyman. It just transformed. Well, I mean, I think, I think you end on the mask because this is the end of Halloween. Yeah. As it, we it, know it. Yeah. It's iconic with Halloween. Oh, I don't, Halloween. I don't, but I don't think it's, I don't, I think we're going to, unfortunately, I think we're going to another one of the mask becomes the persona of the killer. I think that that the point of fading to black on the mask is that it's you know like it is Halloween ends and that's the point of it. However, I, I I don't I don't I'm not the undertone of you know it's the mask that makes the man in this situation isn't lost on me. You know what I mean? Like like that that could absolutely be there. A couple other questions then. So the shot that that's the shot that that movie is referring to is earlier in the film when. After Allison and Corey have gone upstairs and, and, and had a romantic evening, he wakes up and sees that after his freak out in the bar, she grabbed his mask and took it home with her. Lori did the same thing with Michael Myers' mask. So I, I invite you to tell me, is, were they trying to draw a parallel with that? Obviously they were, but what are they trying to say? I mean, I, mean, I think they're trying to say that that evil like this is created like it, it's it, it's a combination of of evils you know already existing inside some people and some things can can happen to bring that out it's following the similar through lines that created michael you know what i mean but at the same time it isn't because michael was a kid when he did what he did well Whereas, michael's always he, but he's a psycho i mean it's See, Michael is the Michael is the natural killer when Corey is the manufactured monster. You know what I mean? mean? Like the town nothing, made him. There's nothing saying that he isn't a natural born killer. It just it, it comes out from his circumstances later on. Well, I mean, they refer to Michael as a six year old trapped in a man's body, and I mean, he's uh, with just his wiring, his his his. his, he's, his a me- he's a mental patient. Yeah, his 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 brain is wired in a different way. I mean, it's just wired in a, in a very evil I mean, way. You could argue that after you're the, you're responsible for the death of an eight year old child at the age of twenty one that you wouldn't become a mental child a mental patient either. Sure, I mean it's <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, like there are things that can affect that. Yeah, wouldn't yeah. It be great for your mental health. No, yeah, you're not wrong about that. Um, yeah. There's a, another question I had too about. So you guys, do you guys think they're going to try to make another one? No, I not don't anytime think, soon. I think I think we'll get a re- reboot in like seven to ten years, just like you we do with every, other, one. every other every other major property. It won't be the next one in this story. I think this story. Yeah, is this closed. story is I think done. done with it. Yeah. Did I you think, guys I think, think for? <clears throat> did you guys think for any even a fraction of a second when all the when that when that like the procession of cars was driving with Michael strapped to 
the hood of Lord or the 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 top of Lord's car that they were going to get to where they're going, and he was just going to be gone. Well, I mean, I was ready to roll my eyes when they got there, and like his body wasn't on top of the car anymore. But I mean, but, but here's I, the thing: I also rolled my eyes when his he just exploded. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, mean, like in in the wood chipper thing. Yes. Have yeah, you I watched kinda... those grinder videos, dog? Oh, no, Sometimes yeah, they're hilarious. Things do explode in those <laughs> for pressure. Did, did, did you expect him to – I mean, Halloween started with Lori Strode and Michael, and I kind of expected him to grab her and drag Pour her, her and, into it. I, I mean, yeah. for a second, yeah. I really expected that. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure I, how I would have received it, but I, – I, I am – I do think the better ending is that Michael and – Lori die together in that in that kitchen fight scene, which I, I I didn't mind the 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 last bout between the two. I thought it was nope, I thought it was, it was okay. Fun. Yeah. How does that how does that big Michael Myers walk around so stealthily with those combat boots on on hardwood floors? Practice. <laughs> Haven't you guys ever wondered that? Like, also, how long has it been since he had a shower? Like, come on, give me any more years. You, you, you can smell years. you can smell that guy coming <laughs> from a house away. Is all these things that just I don't know. So okay, let's score it. I'll, since, since I came out swinging, I'll go first. Mm. I wanted to like this movie. I wanted this movie to be kind of something that I talked about and remembered for a long time. However, this is a this is a three for me. This is a three. I this is as as a, this is worse than the ending I thought we were going to get. They somehow made the movie worse, and I I almost I was almost positive I knew what we were going into. Um, I'm a little almost positive I knew how the movie was going to play out, and it just comes out of the gate very different and much worse than I could have anticipated. But this is a three from me. Okay, so I'll go second here. Um, so I think this movie is not very cohesive. It doesn't follow along any of the others, barely follows along any of the other storylines from the previous two Halloween movies in this trilogy. Um, I think this movie is also a three. Um, I think they got ambitious on a couple of things and then never took any of them to fruition. Um, I would have been interested to see maybe a different version of some of this stuff play out, but the movie that we got is not very good. Um, and it's a three. This movie is extremely disappointing to me. I really wanted this to to be better than the last one uh, that came out in this in this series of films. It's... It doesn't have a cohesive storyline. It doesn't have a through line. And I didn't think it could get much better than than Halloween Kills. And this one, in my opinion, is the worst movie of these three. This movie is not good. It has all these things that have these gleams of like a of, of, of a decent film, and it just abandons each one of them at different points in this in this movie. And it just it doesn't know what it wants to be. Because it's not a Halloween movie. It's it isn't good at that. It's not good at being a an origin story for for a new character. Yeah, you're right. It's, I never thought about it. It's right. It's not really a Halloween movie. It's not. I mean, it, it's it's Damn. just not a solid film all the way through from start to finish. The movie is confusing. The movie doesn't mean to take you on this on a confusing ride, but it does. And it's just not well written. Um, Corey says it to Michael in the sewers uh, at one point where he says, "You're just a man in a Halloween mask." And they really made Michael Myers feel like just a man in a Halloween mask. And yeah, this movie's a two. This movie's bad and disappointing. Yeah, jeez, I thought I was gonna be the I thought I was gonna be the lowest by far. I'm glad you guys also mm-hmm. scored a low. I was just I get so upset. No, it's not good. Why would I score a bad movie a good score? I mean, I look at Halloween Kills the same way I look at like Alien Three and Terminator Three: Rise of the Machine. Like, 
it's so it follows the mythos. Uh, it's okay. I mean, it, it comes down to the fact that like I, I don't pride myself at being like a good storyteller or like a good writer. I could have wrote this movie better, and and that's not me bragging and or like saying I can one up these guys in a writing room. But for this movie, this film. Well, see, this is the first time that Roger, you and I talk about this a lot. This is the first time that I like. I am one hundred percent sure I can. I could have made a better. Like, there's zero doubt in my mind. I could have made a better movie than this. If you would have have followed through with one, yeah, that's what I mean. From start to finish, you would have made a better movie. Yeah, Yeah, you could have picked any one of the ones they started. If you just finish it, it might be better. Yeah, that's. I mean, I don't often think that because I'm. I kind of don't think I'm there yet. And it's a lot of responsibility directing it. It really is a ton of responsibility, but it's the first time I'm like, I mean, can't be any worse. You know? So, I mean, that's just, that's what I think about David Gordon green right now is like his next movie. He's going to have to earn it from me because I'm going to go into his next movie, assuming it's going to be shit because Mm. of this one. So mad at him. I I am, but I mean, it's not going to affect his work. So unfortunately, but (laughs) I don't know. Maybe I'm too, the, the, the the tweet I sent out was bad. Uh, I, I immediately retracted or erased it, so I hope no one got that. But it was it was it was bad. Anyway, so yeah. Sorry, I came out of the gate swinging, guys. I really, <laughs> I really kind of really kind of upset myself with that, but it's okay. It's all right. All right, gentlemen, we have done an episode. This has been episode three hundred and two A of For the Love of Cinema. Each new episode posts every Tuesday morning and Friday at five a.m. on the podcast service of your choice of the following five. Apple Podcasts, Podbean, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music. Please leave a comment or two, rate, subscribe. Every little bit helps. More importantly, thank you very much for listening. Check out the show on Twitter, at Love Cinema Pod. I am at Grayson Maxwell One. I am at Rod Stillian. No, I'm Christopher Bond. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook. Always post things on social media. Send us an email to for the love of cinema podcast at gmail.com. And next week, we're taking a look at, oh, I, I have 300 written, like Roger said. We're talking, about <laughs> uh, we're, talking, we're talking about the long-anticipated Black Adam from the DC Universe, and we're going to catch up with House of the Dragon, see how that season one term turned out. Hey, listen, yeah. us watching 300 and talking about it on the episode 300 is not something I would have put down. It's a lot. Of, there's a lot of abs. That's a good move. Oh, dude, all the abs are in that movie. <laughs> Fully nude. That's a weird one, but no. I mean, there's a version of that out there. (laughs) I'm sure there is. I'm sure there's a porn of 300. I'm sure of it.